Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Iceberg Recap, your home for Pittsburgh Penguins game recaps and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from by simply searching Tip of the Iceberg. Well, I took a couple of days off to go on vacation, and the Penguins, they started winning. They cut a one-game win streak, they took a two-game win streak, and I started to think, okay, when I come back, if they lose, it's going to look pretty bad on me. But fortunately, they were able to go out there and get a huge victory, probably one of the biggest victories of the season, a 4-3 to win in overtime over the Vancouver Canucks as they kick off their Pacific Northwest four-game road trip against the top team in the National Hockey League with a victory. We'll get to all of it, talk about our goal recap, the three stars, and talk a little bit about Eric Carlson at the end. He gets the game winner in this one, but I thought majority of the game didn't quite look like a great performance from 165, but let's get into this one. The top storyline for the Penguins was resiliency. We've seen it a couple times this season. They're going to need to have a heck of a lot of it here going down the final stretch, especially if they want to make a push for the playoffs. They aren't mathematically eliminated. They have the games in hand. A lot of people, including me, think that it is a daunting task that seems to be too much for this team based on what they've shown us, but hey, if they can go out there and perform the way they did against the best team in the National Hockey League and they can continue to show that resiliency, who am I to count them out 100%? Who is anybody to count them out 100%, especially when Sidney Crosby is playing at the level that he has? And that was on full display last night in Vancouver. They got contributions from the entire lineup. There were a couple of shifts where the fourth line looked dangerous on the offensive side of the puck. That was new. Third line looked pretty good. Lars Zeller obviously cashing in with a goal and an assist. Second line and first line I thought looked really dangerous in this game, especially the second line. I was very encouraged from the performance of Drew O'Connor, of Evgeny Malkin, and especially of Valtteri Pustin. So the Penguins, without their two best wingers in Brian Rust and especially Jake Gensel, Rust now being out week to week, Gensel not being able to return until after the NHL's trade deadline, it's going to be big that they get these types of performances where it is holistic in their approach when it comes to the offensive side of the puck. Nola Chari danced around Nikita Zadorov at one point. You know, uh, Jansen Harkins even got a good opportunity at one point. And, you know, we were very critical of Jansen Harkins on the podcast yet yesterday. So nice to see the entire team kind of chip in a little bit when it comes to offense, especially in a victory for the Penguins over a really good team in the Vancouver Canucks. The defense, it was a bit suspect at points, particularly early on. It looked like, obviously, the Vancouver Canucks, one of the best offensive teams in the National Hockey League. They lead the league in goal scoring. They showed that in the first period. They were tough on the Penguins on defense and really it was Tristan Jari that kept the Penguins in this one. He obviously did not have the best performance against the Philadelphia Flyers but still was able to go out there and get the win. He bounced back in a big way and is a large reason if not the reason that they were able to come out with two points against the Canucks in this one so shout out to Tristan Jari. But before we continue with anything else talking about the game itself let's talk a little bit about the goal recap and get through all of these goals in this one. It was a busy night. It was a Night where the, the red lights were flashing early and often for both teams here. Vancouver Canucks got out early to a one nothing lead with a Nils Hoglinger goal. His 18th of the season, Tyler Myers and Ilya Mikheyev pick up the assists on that one. A little bit later, Brock Besser on the power play. He makes it 2 to nothing for Vancouver, and at this point, it didn't look... Good if you were a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. Besser's 34th goal of the season. Assists go to Miller and Hronick on the power play. Penguins down 2 to nothing after 1. They came out with a pretty good spark early on, but it was really all Vancouver from the about the 13-minute mark all the way to the end of the period, and they were even on a power play as the second period got underway. But 
Penguins able to kill off that power play and then able to start the climb back. Ricard Raquel gets his seventh goal of the season set up by Sidney Crosby, his 29th assist of the season. Penguins cut the lead to 2-1, to one, and then they got a great opportunity on the 5-on-3 for nearly a full two minutes. And we all know how this story has gone through most of the season, but the Penguins are determined to make sure the story is different at this point. Ricard Raquel gets his second goal of the frame, his eighth of the season. Sidney Crosby with a beautiful cross-crease pass to set it up, his 30th assist of the season. Season, and Evgeny Malkin set all things up with a couple one-timers early in that five-on-three and instead ended up passing it over to Crosby, who finished it with Raquel, and Malkin picks up the secondary assist on that one, his 29th of the season on the power play, and everybody thought, all right, they're back in this game, but 29 seconds later, the power play giveth and the power play taketh away. A bad turnover leads to JT Miller's 30th goal of the season on the shorthanded breakaway, and he just absolutely was left all alone from basically the red line in. Assist go to Elias Pettersson and Thatcher Demko, and just like that, the momentum for the Penguins was abruptly stopped, and the Vancouver Canucks took a 3-2 lead into the third period. The Penguins, able to get their feet underneath them in the third period, were able to make sure that the level or the playing field was leveled in that third period, and eventually... They break through with a beautiful play from Valtteri Pustin. Lars Eller ends up scoring the goal on a nice shot coming in with a lot of speed right off of a line change. His 11th of the season, a huge goal in the entire season of the Penguins. If they were to fade out and just lose this game 3-2, to two, it would kill the momentum that they built at the tail end of that homestand. It would be a horrible way to start off this road trip, especially in a game where you're playing for the first time without Gensel and Rust at the same time this season. You needed a big victory, not just for morale, but also in the standings because the Penguins, when they looked around last night, the only team above them that lost was the Tampa Bay Lightning. Everybody else was able to grab a victory, so they needed to be able to keep pace, and that's going to be the way things go the remainder of this season. Lars Eller scores a huge goal in the third period, a beautiful goal to beat Thatcher Demko, his 11th of the season. Like I said, Valtteri Pustin with a nice play to set things up. He picks up his 10th assist of the season, and Chris Letang was playing pretty well on that shift as well. He picks up his 30th assist of the season to send things into overtime. Now, the last time the Penguins were in overtime was against the New York Islanders early last week. That didn't look good against the Islanders, and in fact... The Penguins in the overtime frame haven't looked that good for most of the season, but Sidney Crosby out there to start the overtime period, thanks Mike Sullivan, he wins the faceoff, Penguins take control of the puck and never really relinquished it until they end up getting the game-winning goal, that one coming from Eric Carlson, his eighth goal of the season, a huge one, and you could see the reaction on the ice, him, Lars Eller, Riley Smith, those players being the ones to put this game away in favor of the Penguins is a huge, huge bonus to obviously getting the all-important second point there. Carlson gets his eighth of the season. Lars Eller picks up his second point of the night, his ninth assist of the season. And Riley Smith, who shot or who started this play coming in and passing the puck over in the two-on-one, gets his 15th assist of the season. And that is where things stood, obviously, with the game-winning goal in overtime. Penguins get this one by a final score of 4-3, to three, a huge win in the grand scheme of things for the Penguins. Now they go on to the remainder of this Pacific Northwest road trip, knowing that they beat the best team that they're going to face. Going into this, now knowing that they have a three-game win streak for the first time since late December, 
a lot of momentum building for the Penguins right now, which is a huge thing for a team that really can't afford to start falling back any more than they already have. They've dug a massive hole. If they're going to dig themselves out, they need to have about a five or six game win streak here. They've reached three for the first time in 2024, and that is a huge, huge confidence boost for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now let's get into the three stars of the game in this one. A little unconventional because we have a two-goal scorer that's not even going to make this list, but the third star of the game, I'm going to give it to Valtteri Pustinen. He might have on the score sheet only picked up one assist, but he was flying all over the ice in this game. Not only did he set up that game-tying goal in the third period, but he also kept possession for the Penguins in overtime, leading to the eventual game-winning goal. Penguins were in the offensive zone. Pustin had another great-A opportunity, wasn't able to beat Thatcher Demko, and he rings the puck around the boards out into the defensive zone and maintains possession in favor of the Penguins. They went down in the next shift, eventually scored, and got that all-important second point. Valtteri Pustin in the top six, has been very good this year. He did have a little bit of a lull in his first run here with the Penguins when he first came up. He had about, I think, nine points, ten points in his first 11 games. Then he only had one point in 11, and he never came up after being sent down at the All-Star break. Now with injuries, he's had the opportunity not just to come up, but to play on that first power play unit, to play on Evgeny Malkin's line. And last night, he looked very good. The last couple of games, he has looked very good. So it's a good thing for the Penguins, especially with the injuries that they are currently dealing with, to have Valtteri Pustin and playing at the level that he has. So third star of the game goes to Valtteri Pustinen. Second star of the game, maybe not as evident late in the game, which is kind of interesting for Sidney Crosby, but early in the game, he was on an absolute tear. Obviously, he did what he did on Sunday against the Philadelphia Flyers, as he always seems to do, but picks up two assists in this one and was at his best from very early on. 18 seconds into the game, comes flying down the zone, 22 miles an hour, as Mike Rubb said on the broadcast, gets the shot in on Thatcher Demko, and sets the tone for the Penguins. It wasn't a great game all in all. It's not like the Penguins outperformed the Vancouver Canucks from start to finish. They didn't. In fact, more often than not, the Vancouver Canucks had the momentum in this game, but the Penguins were able to claw back, take advantage of their opportunities, and were able to get over the hump at the very end, and a lot of that is due to the fact that Sidney Crosby is still on a completely different level than we have seen from him for most of the season, and he's been very, very good through most of the season. It seems like now, with the weight of the world on his shoulders, he's starting to stand up and stand up in a big way for the Penguins. A huge game for him, and a huge two assists for him to get the Penguins back from down 2 to nothing to tied 2-2, two to two, setting up Ricard Raquel on both of them. First star of the game in this one, we wouldn't be talking about a victory if it wasn't for the guy between the pipes. Tristan Jari had another resilient performance. Obviously, Big response from Sunday. I mentioned it at the top of the show. He was not that good against the Philadelphia Flyers. Still able to pick up the two points, which was important for the Penguins, and was able to come out here and really bounce back in a big way and show that he is still the guy that he has been throughout the majority of the season, and that is the exception that what we saw on Sunday and not the rule. The rule was what we saw on Tuesday evening in Vancouver. Really solid performance, 32 saves on 35 shots and a couple of really big 10-bell saves to shut down the most dominant offensive team in the National Hockey League this season, keeping them to only three goals when they could have easily scored four, five, or six in this one. Like I said, the defense was not on their game at the start of this game. And the Vancouver Canucks are a team that's going to take advantage of that and create some big opportunities. They did. Jari was able to shut things down. None bigger than a huge save on Tyler Myers, I believe, late in the second or early in the third period, where he's sprawling across the, to his right side. And a really stellar performance from Jari to get the Penguins over the top in this one. 
Final thoughts. I said it, and I, I probably the only person that's going to talk bad about Eric Carlson following a game in which he scored a huge game-winning goal and potentially a season-defining goal if the Penguins can take this and carry that momentum through the remainder of this trip and through the remainder of the month of March coming up here in a couple days. But he didn't have a great night up until that game-winning goal last night. I don't expect stout defensive play from Eric Carlson, and if you are, then you're just expecting something to happen that's probably not possible. Eric Carlson, I understand that he's a defenseman, but we all know that he is on the Penguins. He's getting paid that much money because of his offensive upside. That's why he was brought in. That's why he was acquired for an eventual first-round pick. We'll see if that's in 2024 or 2025. But the question now has to become, on a night-in and night-out basis with Eric Carlson, does the offensive output outweigh his defensive liability in that particular game. To me, for the most part last night, the meter was too far in the wrong direction for Eric Carlson. Couple of turnovers, he looked a little lackadaisical on the breakout on the power play as he has most of the season, and a couple of really bad plays in his defensive zone. Now, he did create some offensive opportunities, and he did create, obviously, some offensive opportunities on the power play, especially on that five-on-three, but I think the meter was too far in the wrong direction for me through most of the night. He makes up for it for getting the Penguins the victory. He does. And that's at the end of the day, that's what you're looking for. If he's going to perform poorly at certain points of the game, he needs to make a big impact on the overarching storyline. And he did. He scored the game-winning goal in overtime. He put the biscuit in the basket when it mean most. Thatcher Demko was down and out. You shoot the puck. You make sure you don't miss the net in that instance because that could have been catastrophic for the Penguins if he would have missed the net. But he doesn't. He scores his eighth goal of the season. At the end of the day, a lot of the headlines read Eric Carlson hero, but I did I did have this written down throughout most of the game that he was becoming a big defensive liability and the offense wasn't outweighing what he was doing in the defensive zone. Now again, I've said it multiple times. You're playing a very good offensive team in Vancouver. They make defenses look bad on almost a regular basis this season. So that's going to happen. But on a night-to-night basis, that's how I'm going to judge Eric Carlson going forward. Does the offensive output outweigh the defensive liability? And that's exactly why they shifted their defense around the way that they have. They wanted Marcus Pedersen to be able to be there to give Eric Carlson carte blanche to go out there and make some ridiculous plays in the offensive zone and kind of leave the defensive responsibility to Pedersen. He's the only defenseman on the Penguins that can handle that responsibility, and that's exactly what Mike Sullivan and the Penguins are hoping he's able to do. It worked out in this one. They got the victory. Eric Carlson scores a big goal. But man, you hope that mostly he ends up with that meter in the right direction. Today, the meter was in the wrong direction, and it was scaring me through most of this game. Up next for the Penguins, the Northwest road trip continues as they dip back down to the United States for a matchup with the Seattle Kraken on Thursday evening. Now it's going to be a 10 o'clock start once again, so make sure you get your coffee ready. Make sure you're ready to join the Midnight Owls Club because it is going to be a lot of late nights going forward. Four games in six days with 10 o'clock starts. Fortunately, there's one 9 o'clock start on Sunday, which gives us a little bit of reprieve over the weekend, but it's going to be a lot of late nights for the Penguins, and you're hoping that they make sure that it is worth it to stay up like they did on Tuesday night with a huge victory over the Canucks. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Iceberg Recap. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. 